Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. the red kite over the next hour we've got plenty of interviews and conversation from all of the chapel fm next generation groups my name is sam amitage and i am joined here with uh Joaria and henry hello it's nice to be here yeah it's not I'm, I'm glad that you're here too henry and uh you know this is a very special episode is this because this is hopefully going to be the final remote red kite although i say it's going to be the final remote red kite Henry, you are in our studio today, aren't you? I can confirm I am actually in the Chapel FM studio. We're all sort of, half of us are sat around this glorious table um, and half of us are working remotely, but we are, we, we're sort of here, we're in this limbo at the moment, which is exciting. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And you're relatively new here. Is this the first time you've been live at the studio? This is the first time I'm live in the studio. My, I've, got, I've got the feels, my little, my little guts going. Oh, we're, we're live in a studio, but you know I'm keeping calm and cool and 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 um, effective on the radio. Um, how are you doing, Juaria? Pretty good. <laughs> I'll use that pretty good energy um, in 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 this uh, in this live uh, episode. So, Sam, what have we got to look forward to on today's show? We, we've got, we've got, like I said, we've got plenty of interviews, we've got plenty of conversations. Uh, one from uh, the Next Generation uh, Broadcasting Group, which I'm a part of. We interviewed uh, Steve Ralph. Uh, you were there too, Henry. Uh, he was a postman. He was, yeah, Steve. Lovely, lovely chap. Um, full of bounty energy. We'll chat a little bit more later on. But yeah, like, I'm fueling his optimism as well, because he just brought so much lovely vibes uh, to the conversation. Um and uh, Juari, you were there as well on on Wednesday chatting to S- Steve. Did you feel like infused by his like go get him energy? Yes, definitely. Lovely stuff. Well, uh, shall we kick off with with a song then, Juaria? So um, you've suggested this tune for us to play. Do you want to give us a little bit of context around why you chose it? Uh, yes. So this is Road Trip by Dream, who is a Minecraft YouTuber. And I chose this because uh, me and another next-gen broadcaster who is not here today, who's not in the end, awesome, we were both talking about it on the show on Wednesday, and we were both saying, oh, we should definitely play this on the broadcast at some point to see how many people recognise it. Nice one. Excellent. Well, should we kick off with our first song? So this is uh, Dream by Road Trip. The other way around. <laughs> People change like the tides in the ocean At least I think, or am I dead wrong? Foot on the brake, got the light, I'll notice I sit and wait until the next song Twenty hours in an old van Up the east coast through the cold wind Drove twenty hours by the ocean Up the east coast, what a road trip
it's about a price like Things change, I get it cause nothing lasts right Yeah, and I was thinking about the last night Scrolling through our memories, debating about the last times Ay, For a minute we was cold, then we flowed Just a little too close to the sun Now we finished, don't we through Guess we knew one day we would have to grow up 20 hours, sitting old Ford Across the Midwest, thinking what for Go 20 hours, but it's hopeless Across the Midwest, what a road trip So that was Road Trip by Dream, apparently, and not the other way around, Henry. Oh, if only young people were running this radio show instead of us. But hey, they will be in two weeks' time, um, because on the... Um, get me, Tell me if I'm right here. 28th of May, Friday 28th, that'll be our kind of... It's not going to be the last Red Kite, but it'll be the last one as part of Next Gen for the time being. Um, and hopefully all of the young people that are at least going to be live today are going to be here in the studio running that show themselves. And we'll just be here supporting the space and not getting the songs wrong. But it's all right. You're doing, you're doing a grand job for your first show. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm Katie. I'm the participation manager. And I, along with Peter Spafford, oversee the foundation group on a Tuesday night. And we've got Seren and Johan with us now who take part in that session on a Tuesday. Can Are you both there? Give me a hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it seems strange being here speaking to you through a microphone in the studio, guys. I'm used to being in the basement in my house behind the mic um, and feeling a little bit more comfortable in pyjamas and not so much in person. Um, you, are you guys both planning to join in a couple of weeks when we when we go live from the studio? Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. Yeah, you're gonna come along, Johan. That's fabulous. Seren, are you gonna are you gonna join us? Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. Fabulous. Well, one of the things that we've been focusing on a lot this year, um, as part of Foundation, is our Arts Award. It's the only accreditation that we run at the centre, and it's for young people up to the age of 25. And with Next Gen, we run the Bronze Arts Award. So it's something you guys have been taking part in, and I just thought it'd be a nice opportunity for us to have a chat and for other people to hear a little bit about what you've been doing for it. So um, I'm going to come to your hand first because you did yours last week. Um, we're doing you're doing part D at the moment, which is an arts skill share. And now, when we first put the question out to you about what you both might like to do. Um, nobody actually chose to Skillshare something that they'd done as part of Foundation, which I was really excited about because it meant something new was going to get brought to the group. So, Johan, can you give us an idea of what was the art Skillshare that you brought to the group? Can you give us an idea of what you did with us last week? Um, so, basically, what I was doing uh, was what I, I got some phrases from a book that I was reading and then uh, I took some phrases that I liked best that, that fit within a certain theme and then I got people to write a story or poem about it and it was just uh, it was nice to hear what people had written. 
So you were doing a creative writing course for us in, in, in during the session? Yeah. And where did you get the idea to do that with us from? Uh, I got it when I was going to Yorkshire Sculpture Park and I was doing a workshop and it was just uh, like, it was like interesting. So I thought I was able to get that in, like get that incorporated in next gen. And I really enjoyed it. Seren, tell us how you felt your hands Skillshare went. Yeah, I think it went really well. I really enjoyed it and I think it was really interesting to start to incorporate incorporate phrases into our writing. Was, what was what was the sort of most complicated part of the process for you, Johan, when you had to stop and think about the idea of, um, you know, almost like doing what we do as jobs, facilitating a session, what were some of the things that you had to think about as part of that process? Um, I had to, like, think of, like, what to say, like, if someone asked a specific question, like, if they asked for, like, advice or tips, I had to be able to, like, think of something quickly or at least have something by me ready so I will know what to say if they ask like do you have anything like advice on how to write uh, something like say something in a sentence I would at least have to know the definition of a word first. And did you feel like you'd planned enough to have that information to hand when it when it came to you? Yeah I think because uh, when I did the part where it to add a word I, I checked what the definition was and so I knew what it was. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I did at the time. I enjoyed it, but I did struggle with it a little bit because writing's not my thing and it was the first time I'd kind of gone, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but you were, you were good at um, helping us through that. And I thought one of the things that you did really well was the, the feedback when people read out their bits of writing. You gave really good, thoughtful feedback to people about what you thought, how it had gone. How did you think the workshop went for you? Um, I think it went well because, I mean, nobody was, like, struggling a lot. There were, like, there were some people who were struggling, but, like, not so much that they couldn't even find something. That they couldn't actually write anything. I mean, at least, I mean, at least I got some writing out of everybody. Yeah, you did. I think I was the one who only didn't do the only bit at the end. <laughs> um, what would you say was your biggest learning from that, from doing that exercise, from doing that Part D for your Arts Award? Um, I was just like learning how to actually organise and prepare a session. So um, it was like interesting because I had done like organise a session before and it just like feels a bit weird. When you're when you're the one actually taking charge and everybody like everybody's listening to you for like the whole session. Yeah, you did well at it. Would you like to do anything like that again? Uh, yeah, actually, because um, it just seems fun like getting to see what how if how people are like. Sometimes you get to know their personality from it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, if either of you are interested in going forward and doing your Silver Arts Award next year, the idea behind the sort of the leadership element of that is to look at running sort of a series of sessions. So whatever you learn from the first one, you know, you then look at the second one and you move it forward and so on and so on. So there's an opportunity there to do, you know, some more of that facilitation work. 
Saren, moving on to yourself, can you can you explain what it was that you chose to do for your art skill share? Yeah, so I decided to combine two of my favourite passions, that's music and writing, to kind of create kind of create this session all all about how music and writing interlinks and like sort of playing with that on a writing scale. We've got a bit of a, a crackly line with you, Saren. Um, I'm not sure if it's headphones or microphone or not, but we, we can't really do anything from this end for it. Um, so, I, I mean, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll have a brief chat about it. So your, your passion is about music and writing, and you brought those together. And for the actual session that we did with you, um, Johan, can you remember what it was that you created from Saren's workshop? Um... I created, um, we created like a little phrase and we created a poem from it. So I said, I remember, I think I made um, a phrase saying, fight for a just cause. And we just had to like make a poem from the phrases that each people has made and so yeah, it came out well. Seren gave us a, a sort of a montage image of lots of sort of activists and um, people rallying and coming together, um, sort of protesting. And looking at those images, we had to come up with like a list of words that came to mind. And then from that, from that list, we had to try and put them into sentences. And the whole process ended up where the poem that we'd kind of created were then transferred into almost like song lyrics. And I think, Seren, it was that the idea behind it was how, well, how similar the two are. You know, a poem could be turned into a song and vice versa. And it was about getting us to think about it in that respect. Um, you used, I mean, just, just, so just a hint on, um, we had Ellie who did a visual arts piece with us, which was wonderful, to the point of which it's, it's inspired Peter to go out and buy a sketchbook. And so every day on a piece of A4 paper and it, with his crayons or his pastels, he's doing a piece of art, which I know is something that he doesn't usually do and is probably out of his comfort zone, but he, I'm sure he'll mention later, is thoroughly enjoying that process. So nicely inspired Ellie, well done. And George, who's part of our group, um, he's going to be coming in live to the to the chapel next week and running his session with us in person. Um, and I think George is going to focus on sort of the digital music production, which is something he does in his, his spare time. So he does that as an arts practice and he wants to share it with us. So that'll be great. We'll be able to see him doing that in person. Um, but just back to Seren, um, you started off your... Uh, workshop using an example and a piece of poetry. Do you want to give us a little explanation of that? Because it leads quite nicely into the song that you'll be introducing. Yeah, so I decided to use a small quote from a Bob Dylan song that was Blown in Wind and I chose it because Bob Dylan was the, I think, 2016 Nobel Prize winner for literature and there was this whole debate where he should have got it or not because he got it for his lyrics but they were in music so um this this next song is um is is the song that i took that quote from so this is bob dylan blown in the wind how many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man how many seas must the white dove sail 
before she sleeps in the sand Isn't how many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind Yes, and how many years can a mountain exist Before it is washed to the sea Yes, and how many years can some people exist Before they're allowed to be free Yes, and how many times can a man turn his head And pretend that he just doesn't see the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing in the wind yes and how many times must a man look up before he can see the sky Yes, and how many ears must one man have Before he can hear people cry Yes, and how many deaths will it take Till he knows that too many people have died The answer, my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing in the wind so you're listening to red kite here on Eastleeds FM. A very exciting day because uh, some of us are in the studio, or we haven't been for the last year or so. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm over uh, in Neenwood Way. But uh, we've got Henry and Katie and Tony uh, in Studio One. And two weeks' time, we'll be welcoming all the uh, the young people of Red Kite to the studios to make a live programme all together there. It's a really lovely thing. Um, so... Yeah, thank you very much to Katie there and Saren and Johan talking about Next Gen Foundation. And I'd like to confirm, yes, I am making pieces of art uh, and I've, I've won a day and and I'm really enjoying it with pastel. I wouldn't call it art actually, but yes, I would actually. I'm quite proud of them. Um, so, uh, and I'm really, uh, yeah, getting a good, good kick out of that because it's very much out of my comfort zone. So uh, we have in the studio with us now uh, somebody who I got to know, uh, really I haven't met in person, but I've got to know uh, online through her involvement with the Associate Writers, which is our group of writers, young writers, and we've been running at uh, Chapel FM now for probably seven or eight years, um, Elisaveta Belousova from Russia. Hello, Elisa. Hello, Peter. Thank you for having me here. 
Oh, it's great to have you here. It really is. Thank you so much for giving us your time because you're going back to Russia tomorrow. So you must have quite a lot. Have you been busy preparing? Oh, yes, of course. These days has been crazy, but nice. <laughs> When's your flight tomorrow? Oh, early in the morning. I have to depart, but yeah. Well, um, so I, I've, Saren and Johan are with me, I, I hope. Um, who are two young people from uh, who take part in our courses at, uh, at Chapel FM. I'm not sure whether Saren, Saren had a bit of a technical problem, but is she back? Hello, Saren? Hello, no. is this any better? Yeah, you're back. Brilliant. Okay, so this is, this is the, these are the technical challenges of people being all over the city, um, but we've been, we've been dealing with it and it's done. So, um, Saren, yeah, you've got a question for Elisa. Yeah, I was just wondering what brought you to Leeds in the first place? Oh, uh, many reasons to be honest, but the first one was studying because I enjoy learning new things. You could say that it is my hobby. So I was wondering how people live in a different country and especially the country that fascinates me so with its culture and literature, you know, and cinematography. So I wanted to see it with my own eyes. So yeah, that's what brought me here. Brilliant. But of all the of all the places to go of overseas, why why Leeds in particular? Mm, I had an experience of being in Leeds in the past uh, when I was thirteen years old, and I had amazing uh, experience here in the summer school and when I was thinking about what education I should choose and where I should go after I graduated as a bachelor in cultural studies, I thought about Leeds uh, in the first place because it fascinated me so and I was wondering how this experience will, would turn when I'm older, when I have been through uh, some things in my, lives and so, in my life and some uh, thoughts, how it would turn out. So, yes, I came here. Uh, before Johan asks a question, uh, thanks, Saren, by the way, that was great. Um, I'm just going to ask you, Elisa, yeah, t t tell us, if you would, what exactly you have been doing in terms of the course you've been doing. Oh, yes. Uh, I've been studying writing for performance and publication at the University of Leeds, and it's been quite interesting but also challenging due to the COVID restrictions because we didn't have any face to face activities or rather we had them but briefly just for a couple of uh, days and I came here when the lockdown started so I didn't have a chance to study at the university properly you know physically but anyway the experience has been amazing and I've known so many new things especially about you know the literature how the story works because it's the universal thing but it works differently in every country, and the British tradition is fantastic. <laughs> Great. Uh, Johan, yes, your, your question follows on, I think, from that. Um, yeah, so what's the past year been like for you, like, in lockdown and all that? Um, actually, it's been quite hard and complicated because it is always so... Um, challenging to come to a new country that you don't really know but you have some expectations to face and this year has been especially challenging due to the lockdown but uh, it made me experience an amazing just a unique sense 
aspect of community where people from all over the globe, they come together, they support each other and they try to help each other, even if they can't meet physically. So this space of support and love and care that was supported by the university itself, but most importantly, by the students themselves. This has been amazing. This is my favorite moment. And it feels so sharp now when I'm leaving because now it feels like I leave something important and uh, kind behind. Alisa, do you, do you, that's really good to know that you've had that community. I, I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing, I think. And uh, it's, it's good that, to know that the university has supported that. But do you have uh, any more? I know you've been to Leeds before. Do you have a sense of the city, uh, really, as, as a place? Oh, I always try to create a sense of a place because I think I, I think physically I try to understand the place I find myself in. So I like touching bricks and grass and all those things. Um, I don't think I know Leeds well enough because I didn't have a chance to experience everything it has to offer because uh, for most of my being here everything was closed but um, even in the quietest of moments I feel like Leeds is so vibrant and so it, it has a character so yes I would like to know it closer for sure. Oh, well um, Johan you have another question. Um. So tomorrow, what do you expect, like, to see or, like, just know when you get home? Oh, I'll be trivial food. Uh, I miss food. <laughs> uh, but, of course, family and friends, because the purpose of my visit home is mainly about uh, reconnecting with people, you know, and trying to gain some strength and some energy for... Uh, like next step and I hope I will be back here in some time so I just want to reconnect and get some rest in you know in the place I know and um, I think for me it's um, also a reminder of who I am of in like a matter of national identity because here it is so amazing but also so unpredictable and unexpected for me personally that I find myself rather stuck between cultures, you know, because there are so many different people here with different views. And as I live in the university accommodation, I have the chance to meet people from all over the world. So I find myself on this uh, crossroads. So yes, I want to come back mainly to start hearing myself again, if that makes sense. Two more questions from, from me, Elisa. Um, so, Give us an example of some Russian food that you're really looking forward to having. Um, I would be also trivial, but borscht, <laughs> uh, because my father cooks it in an amazing way, and I miss it very much because I repeat his recipe no matter how hard I try. And probably my grandmother's uh, peppers with meat. So yes, that's what I miss the most. Wow, that sounds brilliant, borscht. Is that? It's all beetroot, isn't it? Beetroot soup. Yes, yes. Lovely. And you're hoping to come back. When are you coming back? 
oh, it's all very unpredictable due to the government guidance because everything is still unclear about the pandemic. But if everything goes smoothly, then I hope to come back in August, probably in the beginning of it. So now Russia is in um, in the like this yellow zone. So I hope it will stay that way. So I will get the chance to come back. Well, Elisa, it's been great to get to know you through Associate Writers, and thank you so much for uh, for, for, for coming on today. And thank you, Saren and Johan, uh, for helping and for, for, for asking the questions. And um, finally, Elisa, uh, you've chosen a, a piece of music, so tell us about it, and if you could introduce it, that would be fantastic. Oh, yes, this song is one uh, of my favorites. It is uh, by the group, the band called Theodore Bustard, and uh, it is translated as The Forest. And for me, it is a way to connect with nature. But it is also not about the forest as a place, it is also about the forest as some force, you know, spiritual force, uh, some uh, space where you can reconnect with Earth, reconnect with your culture, and start hearing yourself, reconnecting with the world around you. And sometimes it might be sad or melancholic, but in the end, every emotion is a reward. Uh, and this is what we get uh, to experience the world around us. It fills our life with meaning. So I hope you will enjoy this music and thank you for having me again. Thank you so much. And we'll see you, yeah, we'll see you on Wednesday when you'll be uh, zooming in from Russia for Associate Writers. Yes. Here is... Elisabetta's choice of music. Земля рукой подарит. 
Welcome back to Red Kite Radio on ELFM. I'm Ashton. I'm here today with Shan. Hi. Uh, hi. That was quite Niba. Go on. How would you describe that song, Ashton? And I really enjoyed it. It, um, it was quite spiritual, actually. It was, uh, it was very quite relaxing. It was. Very kind of ethereal, I'd say, is a good word for that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it was quite good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've actually been learning how to describe songs, haven't we, in, in our music group. Um, we had a couple of students from the Leeds Conservatoire come along to our Next Gen Music group. We meet up every Thursday. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what we did with the Leeds Conservatoire students? Um, we did uh, a couple of things. Um, we did, well, a bit that you'll hear in a little bit is where we, we were... Um, finding songs that had really good like songwriting not just the lyrics though um yeah. like the music as well and we were discussing that and why we think it's really good yeah yeah would you say it helped with your musical vocabulary at all you know and how to kind of describe songs and how to critique music um yeah actually um i've been like listening to stuff at the moment and like picking up on more things actually than i would before yeah yeah because sometimes it's just really helpful to have the words to describe things like you know how you it makes you feel but how do you kind of explain that to the other person um and get them to understand um so yeah, that's that's really good. We've been do, doing some other things about describing music, haven't we? And a bit of research for our um, Arts Awards bronze. Uh, do you want to explain yeah. a little bit about what we've been doing on our Arts Awards? Well, we were um, 
Was that in the last lesson? That well, not lesson. Yeah, that, we've that been doing session. it for a few lessons, haven't we? There's the there's the part B of the Arts Awards Bronze where um, you you review an arts event, um, and then there's the part C that we've been doing where you like you're researching an arts inspiration and you're looking into their life and some of that has been like describing songs, hasn't it, as well, and and what and how it makes you feel and and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, how are you finding doing all the arts awards? Or do you find it enjoyable? Um, yeah. Um, the, the last couple of, uh, of sessions, it's been quite good, actually. We've been, uh, like like you say, like researching about like different artists, and uh, I found that quite good as well, too. It's something different. We don't normally do that. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the artist that you chose and, what, and why you chose him? Um, I chose an artist called Tessellated, and... Um, the reason that I chose them is because they did a, a track for um, Apple, like an ad, Apple advert, and I listened to that and I thought it was quite interesting. And then they did a, a song that was in 2017, I believe, and yeah. um, I, I researched some of their songs and yeah, they were really good. Ah, sounds really, really good. So I think you're going to do well on that Arts Award section for sure. Um, yeah, well, we've got coming up then a bit of a um, chat that we did with Stanley and Martin. Um, and I think it was from the first session that we did. We've got a couple more to come up in some some next Red Kite shows. Um, and um, and yeah, can you remember who... Did you choose a tune for that, Ashton, when we, when we did those sessions? Can you remember who you chose? I can't remember. Um, oh, actually, I think I did. I think I chose um, uh, a song by uh, Dead Boy and the Elephant Men. I, uh, I can't remember that's... which one, but yeah. Ah, you've got a good taste in music, I think. So we'll we'll be hearing one of your songs coming up as well. Um, so yeah, great stuff. Well, this is our feature, and it's a chat that we had with the Leeds Conservatoire students. My name's Stanley. Uh, I'm a university student and I'm also a music teacher. I teach guitar, bass, ukulele and songwriting. And part of our course this year, there's a module on community music and sort of looking into kind of how we can kind of help the community with musical activities and artistic activities. And so we've been put on like what you call a placement, like a work placement. And we've been very lucky to be paired with you guys. And so we're going to do free sessions with you over the next three weeks, um, sort of looking into songwriting with the idea that we'd quite like to write either individual songs with you or also some collaborative songs with you, where as a whole group, we create some music together. And along that sort of journey, we're also going to look into sort of studying songwriting a little bit as well. So today, one of the activities we're going to kind of open with is a bit of conversation about music. And so today we're going to kind of have a bit of a converse, have a bit of a talk about some examples of songwriting we all really like. Um, with the idea, we'll be looking into kind of, you know, aspects of it we really like in terms of either lyrics or melody or harmony or rhythm, but also maybe some aspects, obviously we don't want to get too judgmental, but some aspects we maybe think don't work as well. Cause you know, part of a skill of kind of analyzing something is not only just identifying its good points, but also its flaws perhaps. And that's subjective as well. So some of you might think this song has some flaws. Somebody might be there thinking, nah, this song is perfect, but that's why music's so cool. It's cause it's subjective. And also when we're looking into these songs, have in mind that we're going to kind of create some music together. And so maybe some aspects of it you like in the music, we can employ into our own songwriting too. So yeah, I'm Martin, as you all know. Uh, my forte is um, DJing. 
So anyone who's akin to wanting to get into that remit, just uh, please feel free to pick my brains. And between myself and Stanley, we're hoping to cover as much aspects as we can for you so we can be as inclusive as possible with the entire group and ultimately we'll produce a nice piece of music that will last forever. Okay, so first we're going to listen to some music together um, and I want you guys to kind of either write down or just have in your head some kind of songwriting ideas you're hearing in the song. So it could be about the melody, it could be about the lyricism, it could be about the rhythms, the harmonies, or it even could be aspects of you don't like so much. You know, maybe I don't like this sound in it, or I don't like the way it moves from this section to the next. And think about the arrangement, you know, what instruments are playing together, what instruments, you know, where is the space? And kind of have a think about some of those aspects. I guess we'll start with Sean's. I guess that's quite a fair way to start because then it has no favoritism. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of have a listen and then we'll have a bit of a discussion afterwards. So let's give this a go. Let's see what happens. Does that go away? Uh, banger by the Happy Mondays. So that's a look. Produced by Weatherall as well, I don't believe. Oh, Andy. Andy Weatherall. Oh, very nice. Um, let's just go for this one. Let's see what it's saying. Can everybody hear that? Who's got any thoughts on that? Who liked it, first of all? That's probably a good start. It feels quite positive. Like, am I like something? It's like if it came on at someone's wedding or something. But the kind of song everyone would like kind of go to the dance floor to join into. It's quite easy to follow. Really good answer. I, re I really like that. Was there anything you didn't like about it? I didn't like some like of the some of the lyrics themselves, but that's just that's just me having weird taste. Um, well, seeing as it's not the type of thing I'd normally listen to, that was more like laid back and slow. And I'm, uh, I listen to more like energetic um, rock, um, okay. or something okay. with like an electric guitar, or something that's quite fast and mm -hmm. stuff. So it, it it's just um, different from something that I'm normally used to listening to. I don't know. It was more no more like slow um and playing like chords and stuff and instead of playing like an actual full-on rift or anything mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it was just like little 
bits in the background. Yeah, no, I feel that it was kind of used more to like embellish the music rather than being like the kind of the focal point of the song. Could anybody hear any other musical influences? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. The distorted guitar was something that I noticed. Yeah. Um, I think that was cool because it wasn't just something usual. But yeah, as Jess said, I don't think it was a bad song, but it just isn't something I'd usually listen to. I know I'm really into salsa music at the moment, but all those congas yeah, and the kind of like all the percussion parts sounded very like salsa influence, if not a bit Afrobeat influence as well from the other con like from Afro the African continent. It had a bit of that going on too. Also, um gospel influence in the in the yeah. House. So yeah. I, I I was trying to not fade it out at the wrong point because I remember there was going to be some gospel vocals coming in. So I was trying to hold off for that and I'm glad I did because it came in and that was amazing. That's one of the best bits. Um so I guess real quick, Shans, you know it's your song. Could you tell us some points about the songwriting that you enjoy and maybe some points that you don't enjoy, although I feel like that might not be possible. I really <laughs> like the subtlety of the guitar in it and I really like how it's used as a fill. Like you just said, Stanley, it embellishes rather than being the main part. What yeah. I really like is the main part being the piano house chords, which you can quite often play just using all the white keys on the keyboard, yeah, which is like yeah, totally. really handy. And um and um but just you know with with an analogue way it's not like it's all done as a band, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just um that kind of fusion of dance and rock and and um you know all sorts of different styles like you've just said I think is is really brilliant. Totally and just to tell you guys as a class that's all like a big important part of songwriting which is often overlooked because you think you know writing the chords and writing the melodies and writing the rhythms is, is the most important but actually arrangement is in, insanely important when you write a song and in that song they've they've taken that into consideration to a high degree so they've considered okay we don't need a whole narrative in this song because it's not important we don't need the guitar right at the front of the song because it's not important it, it, the things have to take priority in order to get a cohesive piece of music and that's something we'll kind of look at when we start writing our songs together is somebody might have a great melody and somebody might have another great melody but they can't play at the same time because then you just lose what's going on you you know the a human mind is quite simple in a lot of ways and actually we only really focus on a few elements in a song and actually a lot of what you like about the song is the way it is arranged and the way it's every part supports another part um so that's a really good example of that and also a good example of a song that's kind of like a hybrid and so when we come to compose music we don't need to be afraid necessarily of of juxtaposing damn that's maybe not the word right now of like opposing kind of styles because actually that song did have like elements of latin music elements of house which is kind of uh us and uk dance music as well as elements of rock and of like all these different genres and gospel yet they found a way to fuse them and that was a great word you use sean is the word fusion which could be something we could look at as a group when we write our songs is not to be yeah so afraid of like thinking like oh, well, I really want it to be a pop punk song, but this other person wants it to be a dance song. Well, why don't we find a middle point where they meet and where they fuse? It might be horrible. I can't guarantee it'll be nice, but sometimes you get beautiful combinations like what just happened there. Hi, so that was uh, the Leeds Conservatoire students, Stanley and Martin, talking to our group Next Gen Music uh, about their choices of music. So we'll have a few more of them coming up through our next shows. Um, how did you find that, Ashton, listening back to that? Did you, do you remember the session? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I remember it. Uh, I remember uh, it, listening to that song. It was, it was quite good. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you like the song um, Happy Mondays? Um, I think like John Luigi said, like I don't think I would normally listen to it, but it it was good nonetheless. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea for them to, so we all chose a song and it kind of helped us all to learn some new music from each other, you know, that we might not have actually have otherwise listened to. Cause I'd never heard Dead Boy and the Elephant Men and, and now they're on my Spotify list, you know, I, I really like them. So, yeah, that was really good. Uh, we've got some things coming up with uh, we're going to start playing together in a space together um starting from next week you know we're inviting people into into chapel fm building to actually play some music together um how do you feel about that up and coming is is that something you're looking forward to um yeah i'm quite looking forward to that yeah yeah i um what do you what instrument out of all of the instruments like we've got a drum kit we've got bass guitar we've got electric guitar we've got lots of percussion we've got keyboards you um, you could try your hands on the tech and stuff what kind of would you like to try out or would you like to try a bit of all of it um i'd probably like looking forward to trying out the drums and uh, the tech and yeah like yeah I mean, I can try the guitar, but I don't know how to play. Well, but you might find that, you know, you've got some kind of natural talent there. I mean, I've had people come on the drum kits who say, no, I can't play the drums, and, and they can, and there's just, you know, they pick it up really quickly. So I guess you just try things out, don't you, and see what see what works for you. And, yeah, so we'll, we'll have the chance to do that, really, so so we can see um did you like do, do you play any other instruments yourself um no not really so um, you've uh, been doing I, do, you, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing musically with us um you know because it, it doesn't have to be on like particularly an instrument does it but we've been doing some stuff online haven't we do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing musically um, well, like more on the side of uh, soundtrack and and like that sort of stuff. So you've been using digital audio software for it. Yeah. Is it what's um? Do you want to describe soundtrack to us? How you what you do with it? Is it um? You know what's fun about it? Well, I like how it's just like you can you can do it with other people. It's quite um, collaborative, and yeah. you just like you you find a bit of music and like you can add it in, and then you can try it out with someone, and then like if they don't like it, and then you can add something else instead or stuff like that, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it was a revelation when I found out that that you could collaborate with people. I thought, wow, great. You did a really good jazzy one, didn't you? When we first started with it, a bit of saxophone and that. Yeah, I, I quite like that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's that. Um. So yeah, we've got a song coming up that's yours. Would you like to introduce it and tell us a little bit about not your song? It's somebody else's song, but you've chosen it. Would you like to tell us a little bit about? what you like about it and why you've chosen it and give us a bit of an introduction. Um, it's called Lemon Boy by Cave Town and I, I thought it was quite interesting because at the start it sounds like it's going to be quite like an acoustic song but yeah. um, as it progresses it gets more kind of electronic and not not rock but like kind of got a bit of electric guitar and stuff in there and it's, mm. I quite enjoy it. Great. So it's kind of not just sticking to one genre then. Yeah, it kind of flips on itself. 
great. Well, can't wait to hear it. So this is Lemon Boy by Cave Town. There once was a bittersweet man and they called him Lemon Boy. He was growing in my garden and I pulled him out by his hair like a weed. And like weeds do, he only came and grew back again. So I figured this time I might as well let him be. Lemon boy and me started to get along together. I helped him plant his seeds and we mowed the lawn in bad weather. It's actually On me, you think smelling like lemons as would be pretty neat. I found out that my friends are more of the savory type, and they weren't too keen on compromising with a nice lemon pie. So, lemon boy. The clouds run out of rain What if lemon boy won't grow no longer What if beaches drive sugar cane Oh, well Now starts to beach themselves Thank you. 
That was Lemon Boy by Cave Town, as chosen by Ashton from our Next Gen Music Group. You're listening to Red Kite and East Leeds FM, and I am Henry. This is my first time in the studio space doing a live show. I've still got the radio vibes buzzing in my gut. Sam, are you still with us, Sam? I am, I am. Excellent. What's your advice for dealing with these nervous energy radio vibes as a veteran of Chapel FM? Oh, uh, ah, just... I mean, I don't think I have the answer to, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, because uh, I still get them now. But I guess uh, I guess it comes with experience. Um, you know, once you get used to it, you start to just um, get used to just speaking, uh, just spontaneously, you know, like I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> nice one. But yeah. Yeah, no, it, I, guess, I guess you use that energy, right? If you didn't get nervous, then it means that it you know you still care about it juaria any advice for sort of dealing with that nervous energy you get when you're doing a live show the only thing i can really say is just try to find ways to build up your confidence and just like try and make yourself feel comfortable and don't like put too much pressure on yourself just um think of it as just a formal chat with someone like uh it was sean that said it before yeah it might be when the song was playing <laughs> Just a, just, a, just a chat, just a little natter. Well, on that note, we had a little chat with uh, Steve, who's a postal worker, and Steve's been, uh, you've done a, gr- a big graffiti of him around the streets of York as this beautiful mural to celebrate key workers. Um, but Sam, you were talking about uh, in the interview that you've got a dog, and is your dog not, not keen on postal workers? No, no, she isn't. What's her main response when they come and deliver stuff? Uh... Pretty much, she usually just takes it out on the post. Uh, so it, it's it's usually us that get quite annoyed with her because uh, the post is torn. But you know we haven't we haven't let her meet a post a postal worker yet. Uh, we we fear the day that it happens. <laughs> I'm sure the postal workers fearing that day too. Um, and Juaria, we're sort of living in this sort of weird lockdown limbo where um, we can sort of go out, we sort of get packages. How are you doing in this sort of period? Are you looking forward to next week when we can visit people and maybe even give people hugs and stuff? Definitely. I feel like we've been stuck in this position for way too long now. Okay, great. Um, anything uh, you guys want to add about this chat we did with Steve before we play this interview? Again, I just feel it was really optimistic and positive. Any, anything that you realised chatting to him? Um, just how, like, uh, how his job works, you know, and how, um, uh, how people are kind to him and stuff like that. You know, like, I obviously, I can't empathise with it, but it was actually quite a good insight on how his job worked and, uh, like, what he does. Yeah, I never thought about how he said everyone's just really nice to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, like you sort of see, still see this postie as like a nice, friendly person around that's like helping out delivering stuff. Um, Juaria, anything that came out of uh, the interview that sort of struck you? Just how he described the experience of it. Because throughout this um, whole lockdown, people are starting to really appreciate all key workers, in my opinion. And um, we just got to see like the before and after, like of it all. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think we do have that appreciation for the people that do that hard slog that may be a little bit invisible to us in in normal circumstances. Well. Here's our little chat we're going to play with Steve Ralph. Um, so you're going to hear um, uh, a first part of the interview and then we're going to play a track and then the second part of the interview. Um, so hope you enjoy.
what was your feelings and experience when you first realised, you know, this novel coronavirus thing they're talking about on the news, you know, this is real, this isn't just a health scare, this is, you know, this is going to be big? Uh, the personal feelings, um, I won't lie, I was a bit worried. Um, I think a lot of people were at the time. I just wanted to do everything I could to try and be safe as possible. You know, a lot of hand washing, all that kind of stuff. From a professional point of view, um, I just knew it was going to get busy because as soon as we locked down and as soon as everyone was staying at home, everybody started ordering stuff on the internet. It hasn't half kept me busy and kept me out of trouble. What was social distancing like, knowing that um, that you had to be two metres apart? Oh, the, the social distance thing wasn't a problem. It's actually made my job um, a little bit easier, actually, um, because before it would be a case of we would stand at someone's doorstep and physically hand them a parcel, whereas now it is a case of we pop it down on their doorstep and we step back. And that was something that um, we really took quite seriously as a company and I did as a person as well. Um, so it actually hasn't really affected us that much. It just means that we have to, I don't know if any of you have received any parcels or out, but we as post people have to sign for them ourselves at the moment because we can't have anyone touching our equipment really. Have you ever felt anxious of like catching or getting coronavirus from any kind of contact you may have made with possible customers as such? Yeah, of course, there was all sorts of anxiety with that kind of thing. And initially, when they weren't sure about whether you could transfer via surfaces and things like that, um, we were looking at the idea of whether you'd be able to get it off a parcel that someone had sent. Again, I think that's kind of a personal thing for me, is that I was worried about that because I genuinely care about other people as well. So I didn't want to catch it myself and pass it on. But I think we were quite good um, at making sure that that social distancing was in place. We were all given PPE, which is fantastic, you know, masks and everything. But a lot of hand sanitizer in our offices. So that definitely helps me personally to feel a lot better about it. How did how did our parcel companies work to make sure that you were as safe as you possibly were delivering them? Uh, the parcels themselves initially were slightly quarantined, if you will, because, you know, they were sort of saying, oh, it, it can only last on surfaces for an amount of time. When we first started and when literally, I mean, we're talking like twice the amount of parcels we've ever delivered were coming through. What was happening is they were delayed by about 24 hours, which meant that they were just sitting in a warehouse at the time um, so if there was anything on the surface, with the information that there was at the beginning, uh, the idea was that by the time it got to us and then consequently to the customers, um, anything that was on the surface should have died off by then. There's going to be a lot of key workers that able to be on this mural that uh, you were on. How did it, was it like a look at the draw kind of thing? or you... <laughs> It was pure nepotism, honestly. <laughs> It's um, the the guys that set it up uh, are called Art of Protest. Um, they own a gallery in York, and uh, one of the people that works for them um, knows me through my wife. And they were sat talking about um, the kind of key workers that they wanted, and one of the suggestions was of, was uh, a post person. And she just piped up and said, well, that's actually quite lucky because I know someone. What was that first feeling when you saw beautiful, strange, graffiti-esque 
vision of yourself? I am absolutely amazed by it. I'm astounded. I feel incredibly humbled to be a part of it because you've got sort of me stood side by side with like the York Rescue Boat Group and um, the people that own the pig and pastry who were actively going out and collecting food parcels for people that couldn't physically get out and couldn't get food. And then he had me and it took uh, a couple of weeks to sort of get over the imposter syndrome, if you will, because I was there going, I'm just, all I'm as a postie. You know, all I do is I bring people letters and I bring them parcels. But one of the things that's come off the back of the project is speaking to people and, and the way that people speak about the fact that over the pandemic, that people like myself have kept people in touch. Um, there's been so many more postcards sent over the last 12, 14 months than there has been in years. There's been so many more letters sent between people. You're classed as a key worker that are sort of the unsung heroes they've been called. And I was just wondering how that makes you feel. I feel amazing, honestly. It is, it's really kind to hear that. And a lot of people have been really nice over the last year. Like one of the things that you get as a post person is you get to know the people that you deliver to. And the last year has made me a lot closer with a lot of my customers. I really love it because I like people. It's one of the reasons I do the job that I do. And when these people that I genuinely like it turn around going, do you know what? You know, you've kept us going this year. They, they use the word hero and things like that. It is absolutely, it's flattering. It's astounding. We're just going to take a short break from the interview to listen to a piece of music. This is a track from Steve's band. They are a seven-piece ska punk outfit called Magnificent Seven, and this track is called The Seven Are Calling You Out.
Do you feel like anything positive could come out of this situation that we've been in the past, like, year? I am quite a positive person in general, and I really do feel quite positive about the future. People are getting very insular, and they're getting very selfish in general. The last year has brought a lot of people out the woodwork who are willing to go beyond and do the extra and to help other people. And any time I see anything like that, you know, the whole faith in humanity thing, it really makes me feel wonderful and uh, incredibly positive about the future. At Christmas, people tend to give posties tips. And there was one guy on my delivery who has never, ever in like, 15 years of being on this route has ever given a Christmas tip and he gave me a bottle of wine at Christmas and it was just that little thing of he handed it over and he's like you know this is for everything you've done this year it's that little change in attitude people that I have noticed. Now how would you overcome any challenges that occurred in the job? Positive mental attitude <laughs> genuinely um, it is literally just knowing that it's not going to be forever and that you just have to work harder Tomorrow might be easier, tomorrow might be harder, but just you have to take today as it is and just work as hard as you can right now. Is part of you worried that, that you might lose that respect and that sort of admiration that you've got? I'm not really worried about it, to be honest, because one of the things, and this is something that I've, I've felt since I started working in the job that I do, is that people tend to like post people. No one ever gives you any grief, ever, because they see you, they see, they recognise the brand, they recognise the clothing, and everyone's just nice to you. I think going forward, I think, especially with people like as well, like the NHS and things like that, I think people are always going to remember what these lockdown heroes have done for them, and I don't think that's going to go away, genuinely. Well, you say uh, you say that people don't give you grief. Now, um, but I have a dog. And uh, I know I know that my dog gives the postman a lot of grief. Yeah. Uh, so, did, did how many how many how many dogs have you befriended? Like, I befriend every single dog that I can find. Honestly, it's always the little ones that are the problem for me. Like terriers and things like that, they're absolutely terrible. And it, I I take it quite personally when they don't like me. But I know it's just the uniform. It is genuinely what they do is they see someone that comes into their territory every single day and they look at you and they go it's you again with your red shirt and they have a go at you um but no i do actually genuinely have some dogs who i would class as friends as weird as that sounds um steve thank you so much we've just got one last question which is i asked you to pick a song for us to play um it's a song called good day and it's by a hip-hop group called nappy roots and it's talking about how today is going to be a good day it's very positive outlook and how everything's going to be amazing and you're just going to have the best day ever my wife has always said that that must play at the back of my head on a loop constantly it's how i take every day it's going to be a good day let's begin now i woke up this morning and i said you know instead of Waiting for a good day to happen, you know. Waiting around through ups and downs, you know. I, I just said, look.
wrong. No, hell no. It's still my ringtone, free car wash. Had to clean up the dodge. Give back when I can, just play my part. Church folks had a fish fry. Mustard, hot salt, light bread, french fries. Love for the big guy. Hit the park, boys showing off their hops. Nappy roots on the radio. And you know it about last night to hit the big three. Bought some Air Force One. a lovely bit of um, sound effects on uh, on the end of that track um, hello you're listening to the final part of Red Kite here on East Leeds FM I'm Henry and I'm just joined by everybody everyone give me a woo <laughs> it's been a long week it's been a long pandemic to be fair um, Seren just coming gonna come to you first Seren are you looking forward to next week when things start to slowly open up we've got a few more things becoming easier to do yeah, I'm definitely excited. It's just going to be so weird finally get, getting back out and doing stuff that feels more pre-pandemic. Have you got any specific plans? Or are you just looking forward to that normality that we've we've got? I'm just looking forward to the normality. I think we'll just be spontaneous. 
Lovely. Yeah, let's be spontaneous. Excellent stuff. Thank you. Uh, Ashton, have you got any plans now that things are slowly coming back to a normality? We hope, fingers crossed. Um, not much. Um, it's my grandma's birthday on Monday, so lots of hugs for her. Oh, lots of hugs. Oh, excellent. On on her birthday, on the day that we can hug, yeah. she's going to get hugs. Yeah. What's her name, Ashton? Uh, she's called Catherine. Okay, should we all do a big radio woo for Catherine? After three, one, two, three... <laughs> Slightly delayed, but we got there in the end. Um, excellent. Saren, how have you enjoyed the show? Uh, you enjoyed sort of listening to all the conversations and interviews? Anything that struck you from it? Um, enjoyed everything. It's been really interesting listening to what everyone's been doing and what people out there in the community are doing. Yeah, lovely stuff. And Ashton, anything that struck you from this uh, this show we've had on Red Kite? Ashton, are you still there? Anything that struck you from this show? Okay, no worries. We we seem to. Oh, uh, 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 never mind. Oh. We've got some gremlins in the works of the final hurdle. Never mind. So, um, something here at East Leeds FM that we're planning, we're brewing in in the darkness of the cauldrons of the dungeons, is a sports show, which should be coming soon. So, we've got Sam, who's going to talk a little bit about the sports show. Sam, how's the planning been going for this new program? It's, it's been it's been going good so far. Uh, I think we're we're next next Friday, uh, same time as Red Kite. Hopefully, we'll be uh, broadcasting the ELFM's first ever sports show. You lot. So Sam, t- can you give us a, a little bit of a taster about what what to look forward to on that show? Um, I haven't really I haven't really been involved in the uh, in the creation of the interviews and stuff like that. But I know we're gonna have a lot of interviews, gonna have a lot of conversations about uh, well being in uh, sports. And also, if you want to hear me again, I'm gonna be hopefully uh, anchoring the whole thing. Nice one, yeah, excellent. I, 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 when I was chatting to some of the folks here at uh, Chapel FM, they were saying, yeah, well-being is really central to it, um, and also sort of really thinking about, you know, Leeds East Leeds as a community, how we support one another. So it sounds excellent. And 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 as someone that isn't into sports, hey, maybe it'll convert me. Um, just quickly, Sam, uh, what what sort of sports should I check out this weekend? What's going on, or this week? Well, th- this weekend, uh, there's obviously a round of football games. Um, uh, Leeds are, Leeds are playing uh, on on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday uh, lunchtime kickoff. So look out for that one. Nice one. I'll check out the Leeds game. And so finally to finish off, Sean and Peter, uh, we are opening up the building uh, for. Uh, a fantastic uh, three days of really cool, exciting events for young mm. people uh, across East Leeds in our May half term. Uh, we've called it Sound It Out, which is our uh, our sort of. A little lightning bulb moment when we all came up with that together. Um, Sean, are you looking forward to running some music stuff in the space again? I am, yeah, for sure. And it's um, it's going to be a really good opportunity for young people out there to come and try out everything, really. But, um, you know, you don't really have to be already you know, a, a professional musician in any way, you know, just come out and try things out. Try, see how music and writing relate to each other. Come and see how how tech and broadcasting relate to each other. It's a really, just really exciting to start working working together, really, and, and some face-to-face work so we get to see everybody's beautiful faces. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. And, and Peter, we've sort of... We've got this plan, haven't we, to try and collaborate and bring 
all our different parts together to mix and match. So do you want to talk a little bit about that collaboration stations? Yeah, well, I think um, it's a real opportunity given the fact that we've got uh, an array of, of kind of, uh, yeah, capacities, abilities, talents within the team, uh, writing, tech, uh, music, uh, and, uh, you know, we should really be working together, and we are, in this Taster Sounded Out course. And it's a really a chance, I think, for people, young people, to come along and have a play with all the toys that we've got <laughs> at, uh, at, uh, at Chapel FM, which include, of course, you know, pens and paper, but also the musical instruments and, uh, and the wonderful technology that we have up in, radio, in Studio 3 where Elliot will show you what to do and how to light stuff and how to create sound effects and the rest of it. So, yeah, we're all going to work together. And, and um, you know, we, we welcome young people uh, into the courses and have a, have a great time, have a bit of a play. Have a play. Just just yeah. come and have a play. It's going to be absolutely buzzing and vibing. Well, thank you so much to Sam, Sean, Seren, Peter, Ashton and Jawari who, and Johan who joined us earlier, uh, as well as Katie who was on before too and all our guests. So this has been, I think, our 30th-ish episode of Red Kite. Um, we're going to play out by a track that's been chosen by Connor, who's one of the uh, music group um, legends. It's Someday by The Strokes. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have a lovely weekend and we'll see you in the huggable era of, uh, of COVID-19. Take care, everyone. Bye.
Así a la 